Now, I'm not saying this is the only recipe uh, you will ever use, but I am saying it's the only recipe you'll ever need. There is no presentation that cannot be solved with care, but even no do. Welcome to the Tales from the Treehouse podcast. This show is powered by Missing Link, who has been saving the world one board audience at a time. So if you are looking for extraordinary results, then you have come to the right place because we are about to take you on a journey of leadership that will rock your world. Hey guys, welcome back to another cracking edition of the Tales from the Treehouse podcast. I'm here with Donovan and Rich. Say how's it? Yo, yo. And today we're going to talk to you about this philosophy. Some call it a principle, some call it a label, but it's called care, believe, no do. And here's what you need to know. It's a bulletproof way to tell your story as a leader. But Rich, maybe you can tell us a little bit about the backstory to Care, Believe, No Do. Is this something that you stumbled upon or was it something that you guys invented uh, based on your experience coaching leaders? So it's a little bit of both. Uh, what had happened is we'd realized that we spent a lot of time creating presentations and creating the structure. And of course, when you do something over and over again... Uh, Theoretically, we felt that we were treating every presentation as if it was bespoke. What does this client need? What is the best way to tell the story? And how can we tell it? And each time we would write a presentation strategy and Donovan's here and he's our head of strategy. And then what we started realizing is that, wait a minute, these things, they have a rhythm. You know, just like a song sounds yeah. like an original piece of music, but it has a flow or a story or a book. You know, in movies, it might be the hero's journey, which you've spoken about before. But for us, we realized that there were these steps that we almost always covered. And we started looking to see, you know, are there different reasons or would there be different ones in different cases? And sometimes there are. But for the most part, we've realized that there is a, a very good narrative flow for creating a presentation designed to activate an audience. Yeah. So if you have something to say and you want your audience to do something differently afterwards, we think we've got a structure. Yeah, so that was exactly it. The backstory to this was uh, we were sitting at SnowCon. We had all read a book uh, quite recently, um, which was built to sell. And uh, that book was was really good in terms of articulating how can you can simplify something into basically its simplest form, creating a process or a, a structure to something that is easily replicable. If these guys could do it in terms of the book, in terms of their five-step logo design process, the reason I'm saying it that way is that I listened to the audio book, I didn't read <laughs> the actual book. And, and we thought, well, hey, surely we can do this with presentation structure. And that's the birthplace of Care, Believe, No Do. And in fact, Care, Believe, No Do is part of a six-step presentation design. So we have a, a methodology that we go through for designing a presentation. Step number one, define the objective. Step number two, the structure. Step number three, prototype. Four, uh, pre-rehearsal, you know, and kind of go through this flow. And what we realize is in the part of it, we're creating the structure and the prototype, we realized that, wait a minute, we could dig deeper and create a structure and a formula for that. And we talk about care, believe, no do, but it's actually the give and tell. Right, it's actually, there's two steps of give and two steps of tell. So maybe I'll tell you what those are now. So step number one is give them a reason to care. Step number two is you want to give them a reason to believe. Step number three, you want to tell them what they need to know. And step number four is you want to tell them what they need to do. Now, that's the order in which you tell them. But the final thing is actually what's quite important here. Tell them what they need to do. You see, your presentation has an output. It's not about delivering a message. It's about getting your audience to do something differently. You know, if you're a lecturer, it might be, you know, get them to understand a concept. If you're working in sales, it might be to get them to buy or to give you the next meeting. But when you understand, when you sit and you say, hey, I need them to do this, 
That defines the objective of your presentation. Your presentation's victory condition, which we which we spoke about, I think, in episode two. Yeah. And it, so the first thing is to understand that your every presentation has a condition of victory. If I achieve this when I finish, I have won. And you you want to make sure you articulate that. You know, the old the old adage on presentations is uh, tell them tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and tell them what you told them. And why I understand that's somewhat true. I think there's um, there's a nuance step process you want to go through. Yeah, I think that the big deal really is is you have to start with the end in mind. You have to know what you're trying to achieve with the piece of work that you're putting together, and kind of work the steps that get you there. Um, if if you're just starting from the beginning without an end in mind, it's all going to fall apart. One of the ways we do this is, and this is something that long before we had care, believe, no do, is we used to always have a process for defining an objective of a presentation. And what the understanding is, every presentation exists in two parts. You want to achieve a result by delivering a message. Deliver a message to achieve a result. And the first thing we always want to make our guys work on when they were developing a presentation for a client, and the first thing that you should do before you stand in front of anybody is define that. I want to achieve this, I will do this by telling them that, and you define it. Or I want to tell them this, this, and this in order to make them do that. So that is the step number one, is this is, and this actually forms part of the basis of where you want to go. So I want to give them this information, um, and then I want them to do this. Now, that only forms two parts of our process, though. That forms tell them what they need to know, the information, and tell them what they need to do, the outcome. What about the other two steps? Well, it turns out when you you are interested in a presentation when you walk in the door, but your audience isn't. So is it the same as kind of like filling someone's give a shit tank? Right, yeah. So we always we talk about this idea of the gas tank. You know, there's that great quote that says, you can take a horse to water, you can't make them drink. That's not your job. Your job is to make the horse thirsty. Up front, you want to fill their gas tank, their give a shit tank. And what you do is you find out something that they really care about. So we're doing a presentation at the moment for a client who's just come back from a learning trip uh, um, at a Disney Institute. Okay, we won't name the client, but and this client wants to share some of the key learnings with the, her people, and it's fantastic. But now, so now, what is the first step we have to do? Now she could jump in and just deliver the the four great things she's done. But actually, the first question we have to ask her is this: is Hey, what problem does your audience have in their world that these four things that you're going to share with them? Uh, could solve. And then job number one is to say, and then we'd say to her, prioritize those. And then she might say, oh, they really hate, uh, you know, too much process. I said, guys, don't you hate it? How I would start the presentation say, have you ever sat behind your desk and found that you had a lot to do and you had one hour to get it done, but you had to spend 50 minutes working through process and 10 minutes to actually get the work done? How much, how, you know, much more would you get done if you could actually focus this on this and that? And then you do another two or three of those things. Now the audience is like, yes. And say, well, I just recently went on a course with so-and-so that gave me four little things that I'm going to share with you today that I guarantee you, if we put these into practice, we'll be able to move the needle on making those problems go away. Now they care. Now they're like, okay, I'm invested. I have a problem. You've sold me on the problem. Now I want to move on. Because before you, before they'll buy anything, you have to sell the problem, right? Sell the accident. Right, yeah, we always say you, your job, people think, is talk about selling the features or the benefits. You know, that's, that's how you're taught to sell. Oh, don't sell features, sell benefits. But if I try to sell you the features or benefits of an ambulance, 
you don't need it. But if I sell the accident, you know, if I walk up and stab you in the face and you're bleeding to death with my pen, you know, then I say, hey, dude, you want to go <laughs> ride in my ambulance? I don't have to do features or benefits. If I've sold the accident, the ambulance sells itself. So that's job number one. But then now the problem is now, hold on a second, you're going to tell us these things. How do we know that these things are actually going to help? And then you go to step number two and say, so the training was done through the Disney Institute. Now, way back when, Disney realized that they wanted to codify process in order to do this, this, and this, and maybe tell a small little anecdote about that. Then they're thinking, okay, I now have a problem, and now I now believe that the information you're going to share with me comes from a credible source, reason to believe. Yeah. Now I'm invested. Now the give-a-shit tank is full and we're ready to go. Now we go to tell them what they need to know. Here's your information. There it is. This is what we're telling you. These are the four points. And then finally, tell them what they need to do. So in that case, I might do something like, hey, guys, okay. Now, all of you have heard four points here today about what we, I learned at this trip. What happens if this? What I want you to do is this. I want each and every one of you right now to open your phone right now. And I want you to pick the one that you think you can put in place this week. The one thing you can do this week. And I want you to send me a mail. And the subject line is the number one, two, three, or four. And the action is what you're going to do differently. Just one sentence. And I want every single person in the room. And when, when all of you are done, then you look up and then I know that we can move on. And then, she'll, then they'll do that. And say, so that's it, guys. This is not, I didn't want to just give you random sharings. I want to change the way our business uh, does. I want to free up your time and energy so that we can make this happen. But of course, if action followed knowledge, we'd all have six packs. So I need you guys to make this happen. Thank you very much, kind of thing. Now that's a structure of a presentation that has care, believe, no, do. The problem is most people either do believe, 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 no, right? So, hey, this is all about me, this is all about me, this yeah. is all about me, this is all about me. It's like and the worst first date ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, we even call them like wee-wee presentations. We've got five uh, uh, 500 people across 13 continents, this this wee-wee-wee-wee-wee. And you, you like just met this guy and you're like, well, I don't know why I should be listening to you in the first place. So it really does. There's this massive gap that's there and you're like, well, and you're starting on a really poor place with, with that kind of thing. Right. There's like you've got the, the big red button talk that you do which is fantastic and i've heard great rave reviews about it and yes you're using stories of you and what you went through as anecdotes but that's not your job your job you don't feel that you're standing up there trying to make yourself look good you're standing up there trying to make them smarter to solve a problem they have so you explain why they need to do that you explain your lessons along the way it's okay to use you as a part of the story the same way that she would be using her experiences and learnings but the, the understanding has to be that there is an output and I think that's the, where, we, where we don't do well enough. We don't end with that proper call to action. People say, blah, 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 and that's my four points. Thank you. Like it's a full stop. Uh, you know, come on, guys. There's a yeah. structure and a narrative flow. Now, I'm not saying this is the only recipe uh, you will ever use, but I am saying it's the only recipe you'll ever need. There is no presentation that cannot be solved with care but even no do. But for example, I put, to, to, I put one together the other day that had do, believe, care, know. And it was intentional. It was slightly disruptive. But in that particular one, it worked well. I knew all the elements had to be there. But I wanted to start with an action because part of their care was already tied into that. Let's not go into that. And my suggestion would be that's like advanced driving. Yeah, yeah. But the Let's very the basic recipe right. is you're going to make, you're going to cook, bake yourself a great <clears throat> cake if you follow those steps. I think it's worth saying at this point as well, where the nuances happen is the discipline of time. 
how much time you're spending with this and this and that. You know, you may find in a staff update or something like that, your need to know could actually be quite chunky, quite meaty, because you know you're you're reaffirming things they already know up front. The 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 reason to care they may have heard before. So you're just re-emphasizing that, but then you're getting Absolutely. into a little bit more around what do we need to do now? How have things changed? What is what is the current landscape of things? But then again, ending really, really strongly with the what you're going to do when you leave this room today or right now as we're speaking. It has to be that that sense of urgency is, is often what's, what's just sorely lacking. What I really love about this process is that it's really simple. You're deciding what the outcome is that you want to achieve or activate within the audience that you're talking to as a leader. And then simply you fill the give a shit tank, right? Give them a reason to care. So in my button talk, I basically give them like three or four examples of how businesses, big billion dollar businesses are going out within a few short years and how you know people are using their jobs and how technology is effectively changing things so i give them all a whole bunch of things like you know it's okay like i really care about where's the story going and then from a reason to believe perspective i literally table my story or hypothesis about how i've kind of stumbled upon the potential solution to this problem or the care, the give a shit stuff. <laughs> um, and then I could tell them what to need to know by running a kind of, I suppose you'd call it a perspective lab, which is just simply three questions, which I asked them to essentially, you know, ask themselves in order to better prepare themselves for the future and then tell them what they need to do. I take, I, I put a slide up with a date on it and I tell them all to take a photo to remember the day to start asking better questions. Do you know what I mean? Right. And, that, and that's kind of like the process. And it definitely works. I mean, before I sat with you guys to help work out the structure, it was, it was okay, it was good, but it, I, did, I didn't get, you know, rave reviews, which is what I'm getting now. So I can tell you from a firsthand perspective, it really is bulletproof. For sure. And it's really easy to do. Next time you're doing a presentation, what I want you to do is get out a piece of paper and you're going to write down these four questions. These are the questions that our guys ask when they're taking a brief from a client. So the first question you want to ask yourself is when you finish this presentation, if your audience doesn't do X, you have failed. So if it's a sales presentation, if they don't you know, sign our order or if they don't give us the next meeting, you know, if they don't, whatever the case may be, then we have failed. Cool. All right. So then what we say to them, okay, so but what do your audience care about? And then they say, I care about this information, right? This, 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 this. They care about this, this, and this. I says, this is the most important things they care about with regards to this topic. And say, yes. And say, okay. So with that in mind, with what you want to achieve and what they care about in mind, what are you going to tell them? What do you need us to get across? And then we'll start giving us information. I'll say, but what's that got to do with that? They don't care about it. And it's not going to help you. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's our important, it's our BE ratings. That's cool. That's fine. But, and, but you didn't mention that was one of their concerns. Is that not something you can hand in a document, for example? And they'll say, yes, cool. And then we'll say to them, okay, now finally, now they've got all of these things. You've given me this information, but why should they believe you? Or where's the credibility? And then you tell them that. Because I don't want to get hung up on that earlier. So now what we have is the building blocks. And then when we come back to the office, we simply go about around it the other way. But to ask a client, uh, you know, to go to a, take a brief on a presentation and say, you know, what does your audience care about? It's the wrong starting point. You've got to contextualize it first. So what do you want them to achieve, right? Why should they care? And what do they care about in this regard? What is the information that you need to do to convince them of this? And then, uh, you know, finally, the where's the credibility from it? Yeah. And that's the structure. And there's not too much more we have to say other than I want to challenge people to give it a try. 
I want to really say to you, next time we have a presentation, just draw. We even have a worksheet that you can download from uh, uh, missinglink.co.za or msnglnk.com. We have this written out for you as a cheat sheet, which you can download from the website as well. And you're able to download that worksheet, take some post-it notes, and stick them in there. Hey, if you drop me a mail, we'll send you a laminated copy that you can use every day. So feel free to engage with us. Most importantly for me, give it a try. I mean, it, it really, I, like, we can't emphasize how much it's revolutionized things. And it's, it, it really does just, you know, make order out of the chaos. <laughs> and that's a good thing because, you know, your audience needs it served to them in a certain way for it to actually be meaningful. And it, it, it just fits, uh, just makes sense, yeah. So guys, I think just to echo what uh, Donovan and Richard have been talking about is it may take a bit of work, right, to get your structure right. But remember this, if you're giving a talk as a leader to just 100 people, right, that's 100 hours of time or attention that you need to get the most out of. So remember, care, believe, no do, and act accordingly. And remember, if you would like to save your audiences from boredom and for all your leadership needs, check out msnglnk.com.